listening to First Church Charlotte. Greetings, everyone. My name is Nathan Elms. It is my honor to pastor First Church Charlotte. Thank you for giving us a moment of your time. Thank you for listening. My subject tonight is how we defeat discouragement in our life. And I want to start by admitting uh, it's embarrassing after many, many years of Bible study, many years of amazing church services, um, many years of having testimonies and seeing the provision of God, the protection of God. It's embarrassing to admit that um, I still have to fight discouragement. Uh, You may feel the same way. It may be embarrassing for you to admit that you still have to fight discouragement. But I think if we said anything else, people wouldn't believe us. I think overcoming discouragement, overcoming setback is part of the faith journey and part of the human experience. Um, I know it's very true uh, in in the life of faith, but I also know it's true in other endeavors. It's true in your career. Uh, It's true in your relationships. Uh, It's true in uh, parenting. Uh, Lord, is it ever true in parenting. Um, We have to overcome discouragement. And I want to share with you seven secrets that the Apostle Paul gives us in one amazing passage, uh, writing to a very young church, uh, writing to people who are uh, past the believer stage and are now building maturity, building their spiritual Uh, way. They're developing their talents, perceiving what God has given them in the way of giftings and how they can then apply that in the context of other believers and in the body of Christ, which is exactly what all of us, all of us should be doing uh, until that day comes and we return to our creator. Until then, we are developing, we are growing. Uh, So I am referring to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. And the passage starts at verse number 1 and goes through verse number 18. And I'm going to read the passage, not all 18 verses, but I'm going to read the passage we are learning from. And then I'm going to highlight the lesson, the point, uh, the secret, if you will, uh, represented by that. So the first passage is this. God in His mercy has given us this ministry and work to do. That is why we do not become discouraged and never give up. God in His mercy has given us this ministry, given us this work to do, uh, and that is why we do not become discouraged, uh, and that is why we never give up. So the first secret to fighting discouragement in your life is to remember how much God loves you, to remember how committed He is to you, uh, to remember that He's the one who called you, He's the one who empowered you. He's the one who said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I am with you always. Uh, He was the one who gave you spiritual mission and purpose and cause. Uh, And he did it as an act of mercy. He did it as an act of divine inclusion where he allows us to be a part. So let me just say to anyone who is fighting discouragement, I want you to see how God has blessed you by including you in this great work. That's what the Apostle Paul did. That's his first secret to overcoming discouragement. Don't forget how good God has been. Don't forget His mercy. Don't forget how much He loves you. The second secret you'll see uh, in the next verse. This is verse number two. We don't try to trick anyone. We don't try to twist the Word of God. Instead, we teach the truth plainly, showing everyone who we really are. Then they can know in their hearts what kind of people we are in God's sight. 
I love that. Plain spoken, clear, and yet heavy with spiritual understanding. We're not trying to trick anybody. We're not trying to make the Word of God fit us. We're not trying to twist it into something that serves us. We try to teach truth plainly. Uh, We try to show everyone who we really are. Uh, Then they can know, having been exposed to true spiritual authenticity, uh, they can know in their hearts what kind of people we are in God's sight. So the second secret to fighting discouragement, to overcoming discouragement, is uh, don't fake it ever. Don't, don't fake it. Don't be a spiritual poser. Don't try to act more like you're more spiritual than you are. <laughs> don't try to act like you're more powerful than you are. Don't try to act like you have more confidence in God than you have. Speak faith, but be honest about your testimony, do you see? And so uh, I think there is a great freedom when we let go of serving the expectations of people. Now, I want to confess and say that is one of the most powerful motivations uh, in religious culture, uh, impressing other people, serving other people, not really being authentic as to what we've struggled with and what we've overcome, uh, but without intending to, sometimes acting like ah, that that's just not something I would deal with. Uh, don't fake it. Be who you are. Uh, lesson number three. This is from verse number five uh, from this chapter. The message is not about ourselves. It's about Jesus Christ as the Lord. We are merely your servants for Jesus' sake. Uh, it's not about ourselves. We're not preaching ourselves. We're not promoting ourselves. Uh, Lord, forgive us if we catch ourselves doing that. Uh, We are not trying to project ourselves. It's Jesus Christ as Lord that is our why, that is our motivation. Um, We are merely servants for uh, the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the lesson, number three. Uh, Remember, it's not about us. Uh, Even if we fail, it really isn't our failure. Uh, I understand how it feels. Uh, But we weren't really promoting ourselves (laughs) if we were doing it right. It was really always about what Christ had done for us. It was always always the testimony of what Christ could do for others. Uh, It wasn't our obligation to draw people. It was our our obligation to lift up Jesus Christ. Now, I know that passage is uh, uh, probably more directly aligned to the crucifixion of the Lord and He being lifted up in crucifixion and that ushering in grace. But I think there's also another element of truth in that, that we do testify, we do exalt the Lord. And that knowledge works in people's lives. So, uh, real quick review. Number one, uh, let's remember how much God loved us to include us in His work. Number two, we don't have to fake it. We don't have to pretend we're something we're not. Number three, it's not about us anyway. And now that gets us to number four. Continuing 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 7. This is CEV version. These are all uh, kind of taken. They're not all from one translation, uh, but I actively am wanting to match uh, insight in our language. How would we say it uh, to what the apostle is getting at? Number four, uh, we are like clay jars in which God's treasure is stored. The real power comes from God and not from us. Verse 5. We're like earthen vessels. We're like clay vessels and uh, into us this anointing comes and this power is placed and uh, the real power comes from God anyway. 
This is a great secret to overcoming discouragement. We never could have done it anyway. The only option we had is if the Lord in that moment uh, could use us in some way for His glory. Uh, number five, I'm reading verses eight and nine. Um, actually, the same translation. We often suffer, but we are never crushed. Often suffer, but never crushed. Even when we don't know what to do, we never give up. In times of trouble, God is with us, and when we are knocked down, we get up again. Uh, so, number five is uh, use your struggle to help other people who are struggling. This is the Apostle Paul here in verses 8 and 9. This is the Apostle Paul in some way making himself vulnerable and confessing to them, look, we often suffer. I don't have some secret path where I don't suffer. Uh, I often am crushed in my spirit. I don't have some spiritual abracadabra where I am not crushed. This is Paul telling and in that sharing, in that authentic confession, one to another, uh, comes strength for other people. So, uh, number five, use the testimony of my own reality, my own pain, my own crushing. Uh, don't hide that, but share it to encourage other people uh, who are also uh, walking this walk of faith. Um, Paul will later say in verse 15, same chapter, 2 Corinthians 4, all of these sufferings are ours, excuse me, all of these sufferings of ours are for your benefit. <laughs> and the more of you who are one to Christ, the more there are to thank him for his great mercy and the more God gets the glory. Can you see the heart of the apostle here? Uh, everything I've gone through, I don't think of it as for me. He's basically saying that all of these sufferings of ours are for your benefit. I don't think of it as, oh, God doesn't love me. I don't think of it as, oh, things are terrible for me. I think of it that it is for the benefit of other people. Number six, uh, this is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Verse 16, <laughs> this is why we never give up. Here's the secret. Secret number six, though our bodies are dying, exhausted, tired, our spirits are being renewed every day. Think about that. Uh, here's the secret. Number six, take time for renewal and make sure that renewal is not just uh, rest and relaxation. Make sure that renewal is spiritual renewal. In other words, don't ask yourself simply, what kind of rest do I enjoy? But ask yourself, what kind of rest renews me in my spirit? Not necessarily the same thing. Uh, the rest of your flesh might be going on a vacation and, you know, kind of taking a break from your spiritual disciplines. That won't be spiritual rest, do you see? Uh, that'll be physical rest. Uh, sometimes we rest differently. I, I'll give you an example. One of the most common things I do when I am I'm spiritually depleted, I try to create sacred time where I'm with the Lord, but I'm not talking at Him. Uh, if that sounds weird because you're thinking prayer, you're talking to the Lord, you can also spend time where you're with the Lord. You've created space in your life. Your Bible perhaps is open in your lap. Uh, maybe worship music is playing. That's my style. Um, I'm usually sitting for this. Um, I don't really lay on my face much. I find that if I do that, <laughs> I'm going to be praying a real long time. <laughs> a real long time. I'm going to be with the disciples asleep in the garden. So I'll sit and I'll let that music create the sacred space in my life and I'll perhaps have my Bible there 
Uh, perhaps I'll have a note a pad. A lot of times I do that. Um, and I am with the Lord. So the way to say that sometimes can maybe, I don't know, sound uh, a bit too modern. I don't mean for that. But sometimes I feel like that in his presence, I'm with him. And I, it's almost like he is my breath. He is in my he is my breath. He is in me. It's like I breathe him in. And in that moment, that is for me, my personality, my psychology, you understand, um, that is some of the ways in which I'm spiritually restored. Um, uh, another way is when I let other people minister to me. I listen to someone else teach. I listen to someone else preach. I do that quite uh, a lot. Uh, you might be surprised how much preaching I listen to. Um, and finally, number seven, uh, I have the passage still, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 17 and 18. Our present troubles are quite small and won't last very long. Yet they produce, a, produce in us an immeasurably great glory that will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see right now. Rather, we look forward to what we have not yet seen. For the troubles we see will soon be over, but the joys to come will last forever. Secret number seven to defeating discouragement is simply staying focused on eternity. If we live short term, there is essentially no difference between us and non-believers. Uh, in order to be people of faith, not simply have an ethical guide to our life. Lots of people have ethical bases and essences to their life and they're rule followers and they're not believers. They're fine, good people. You could trust them in business. You could, you understand what I'm saying, but they're not people of faith. We need that because that is the sign of God changing the lust basis of our life. Um, so real quick, um, Christians who talk spiritually but have all the sins of the, uh, in their life, they're people who they can have a sense of the spiritual, but they are not allowing the spirit to change the baseline of lusts in their life. That's why they're still susceptible to sin. If you're still susceptible to sin, it's the same lust baseline in your life is not being changed in the way it should be. So I want to say this. By staying focused on eternity, it's more than just having an ethical baseline. It's more than just saying, I want to be a good person. I want to keep my promises, be a man of my word. It's more than that. It is lifting up our eyes and seeing eternity on the horizon, not just the here and now. Also, Hebrews 12 and 2, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from beginning to end. He did not give up because of the cross. On the contrary, because of the joy that was waiting for him, he thought nothing of the disgrace of dying on the cross. And he is now seated at the right seat or the right side of God's throne. Uh, finally, Galatians 6 and 9, let us not get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not get discouraged and give up. Seven secrets to overcoming discouragement. Number one, please don't forget how much God loves you and the mercy with which he has included you. Number two, stop faking it. Stop being an authentic. Be honest about the wrestling of your journey. Number three, remind yourself it's not about you anyway. It's, it was always about God. So even if you failed, it wasn't your plan that was in some way set back unless you were promoting yourself. 
uh, it was always God who placed himself at risk by including you and I in his kingdom. Number four, um, uh, relax in your limitation. Remember, we are like clay jars in which God's treasure is stored. I think I missed that earlier. If I did, forgive me. Number four was relax in your limitation. Um, we are clay jars. I can't do everything. I, 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 I am not uh, equally talented. In fact, without a team at First Church, I, I, I feel like I could get essentially nothing uh, done. Number five, uh, use pain to help others. Uh, number six, take time for renewal, spiritual renewing, not just rest, but rest is important too. And number seven, stay focused on eternity. Seven secrets the Apostle Paul applied. If you apply them, if I apply them, we'll defeat discouragement. Lord Jesus, be with your people. Let us be mature enough to see the wrestling of the battle, but not be trapped by the frustration of the battle. In other words, we can fight in the here and now while keeping our eyes focused on the victory you have already purchased for us at Calvary. We praise you today. I pray you would be with the person that feels isolated. I pray you would touch the individual who hasn't reconnected with the church. Uh, they're still COVID scared and perhaps rightly so. Uh, due to their circumstances. Lord, let them know you're near to them. Let them be rejoined to your body. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We love you, we miss you. We're looking forward to the day where you feel comfortable enough uh, to come back and be a part of the worship life of our church. I know you're watching this remotely. That's not as good as being in the worship life. If you just listen to a lecture, it's like being in the information flow, but not in the worship life. Church is better when you are a part of the worship life. We love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come worship with us.